welcome. This that, is the Team Fluff Enough podcast. That's a that was pretty uh that was a generic welcome, a generic intro. Oh, well what would you do instead? What's up everybody? No, that's what everybody does. Hello people, how are you? Fan doggontastic. Welcome to to the Team Fluff Enough podcast. Something like that. <laughs> Anyways, my name is Floof, F-L-O-O-F. And I am Bubbles the Barbarian, a.k.a. the Rogue Rooster, a.k.a. Floof, spelled F-L-O-O-F's brother. We're coming to you live from our basement here in eastern Washington. Undisclosed in eastern Washington. Oh yeah, somewhere in the state of Washington, east of the ocean. Exactly. Perfect. And what we're going to do here on uh, the Team Fluff Enough podcast is uh, just kind of talk about what's on our minds. You know, it's going to vary from day to day. We've got a lot to talk about. We do. We're talkative guys. We are very talkative guys. Especially uh, if uh, certain substances are consumed, um, I-, I get even more talkative. Allegedly consumed. Allegedly. 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 So if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to start off with something. Kind of, kind of get to know us a little bit. We're brothers. Yes. Uh, you know, we we grew up together uh, in a pretty average household. You know, nothing crazy. We weren't poor. We weren't rich or anything like that. Uh, we're just your average dude bros. You know, uh, with a little more hair. A lot of hair. And there's a lot of hair between us. Yeah, he's got the uh, the hair on top. Yes. I've got the hair on the face. Yes. Uh, you used to have the hair on top. I used to have a mad flowing mane, like like Lion-O himself, Simba himself, Mufasa himself would have been jelly. Jelly of what? My flowing mane of manliness. It was impressive, and then you chopped it off. I chopped it off so I can be more professional. Ooh, professional. Oh, Isn't that the worst word out there? Speaking of being professional. I want to get into our first topic. Okay. I'm going to start by prefacing saying I am a massive car fan. You are. Big into cars. Love driving them. Love driving them fast. Um, can I, okay, uh, I need to interject a little bit. Yes. Uh, so, to, a little background on Floof. He loves cars so much that he was, he would be able to, when he was six years old, he'd be able to tell you what make, model, year, and how much horsepower any car is throwing out by just driving by. Mm-hmm. He can tell you what kind of engine is, yeah. what kind of transmission. Yeah. I didn't know any of those damn words when I was that young. All I cared about was which Ninja Turtle I was going to be. That's, that's all you still care about. Well, yeah, dude, that's hard. Like, some days I feel like like Mikey. Some days I'm all ticked off, so I'm Raph. You know what I mean? Like, You're never a, a Leo, though. Uh, not saying you're not a leader. He's just cool, calm, and collected. Dude, I'm a Leo every day. I was born in August. What we're not... Uh, we're talking about Ninja Turtles. Still okay. Anyway, as you can tell, <laughs> he is definitely a mix of Mikey and Raph. Yeah. You might not be able to tell the Raph yet, but the Mikey... Mm. It, it depends on certain things. Such as? Such as... Um, well... If I don't have my morning coffee and morning glory, then I'm more of a wrath. If I do, 
and if I say hit my drums because I'm a drummer or if I if my beard just looks glorious then well I'm more of a Mikey fair and I can vouch for that I've seen you in the morning without your coffee I hate life I, I mean I hate people I'm grouchy that's very like Oscar the Grouch would be my best bro that's how grouchy I am but okay we, we digressed we need to get back on on the topic sorry that's gonna happen a lot on this podcast it's what I do yeah you're telling me by the way you would think the way we are he's the more mature one no 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 no, no. and you would think because of that he's the older brother but no that's me I'm yeah. the oldest yeah I'm almost three years older penis sometimes right. I feel like I've gotta take care of you well I've done some uh more questionable things than you anyway anyway let's get back on top another episode that'll be yeah episode two the past of bubbles. <laughs> anyway, so yes, huge car fan. Love driving fast, allegedly. Uh, love big, loud cars. I'm a big muscle car fan. Big, you know, import Japanese tuner fan. Whatever you name it. So this is gonna sound kind of odd coming from a guy like me. When you and I live in a residential area. Yeah. Uh, a lot of foot traffic. A lot of kids because we live right by a school. Yes. And in recent years. I've come to be annoyed by people who drive around here a little too quickly. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, especially in the wintertime. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've had people, you know, fly around corners, right in the ditch when there's snow on the road, get stuck in the buried snow. It's Because they wanted to act cool and drive yeah, fast. Yeah. And I get it. When I was, you know, that age, I absolutely did that. As did I. I and just like them, I ended up in a ditch. Yes. However, mine was after rolling my truck yeah. because I was trying to go super cool, yeah. super awesome yeah. around a corner. And yeah, so it's not worth it. No, it, it's not. And, but when you're that age, all you care about is, is showing off, I guess, when you're... Well, yeah, you're young, you're dumb. You have a car. You want to you get that next uh, date to, the, to homecoming or prom or whatever. You right. want to look like the ultimate... And, and this is, it's such a blanket statement. We don't mean everyone out there is doing this. No, 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 no. But when I'm just sitting, you know, or when, I, when I'm sitting outside, you know, washing my car, you know, like I usually do, and there's speed limit signs right by our place that say 20 miles an hour when children present. Or does it, it, it might be one of those that says the times, you know, between 7 and I think it's time. just when children are present. Uh, yeah, so it says that. But it's just kind of generally known, when you get into a residential area, it's 25 miles an hour. That's pretty common. Well, I mean, that's something they taught me back when I was in driver's ed, but that was, oh God, that's 18 years ago. Oh my gosh! I just aged myself. Yep. Or dated myself, whatever the word is. But anyway, so I've been thinking lately, and in our neighborhood, we don't have sidewalks. So if you're riding your bike or, you know kids walking to school or just you know summer break walking over to the school because we have basketball courts over here there's no sidewalk for you to be walking on so you're on the road yeah and then we have people and it's not just young ages people of all age flying down the road you know going 10 miles an hour over it's just it's been bothering and it's and that's a legit thing to be bothered about i mean that's something that, and that's not recent either. That's, no, that's something that's been going on ever since we've lived here. Mm-hmm. In fact, when you were in school, like high school, yep. their age, like you almost got ran over by an idiot going, I 
don't even know how fast he was going. He was going way over the 25 oh, yeah. limit. Oh, yeah. And that's that's some scary stuff. It is. And, you know, maybe it's just me getting a little bit older. Uh, I've taken it, you know. You damn kids. I, oh, you know, get off my lawn, blah, blah, blah. But at this point, when I'm driving through a residential neighborhood, and it's not just our neighborhood, I've actually slowed down to below the speed limit. As you should. I, I go about 20. And I got to thinking, you know, maybe some other people should start doing that as well. I agree. I mean, you never know. Like, if you're going through that residential area, especially in, like, in, in the, the warmer times, the spring, the summertime, there are kids out. Yep. There are more kids out in their front yards playing playing catch or playing tag or something that could potentially bring them out onto the street really quick. Yeah. Like, their ball flies out into the street exactly it's such a cliche thing that, oh the kid's ball you know gets in the road but that's the it, that's because it's happened yeah, before like it, that happens exactly in a lot of residential areas there's not a lot of traffic so kids aren't usually looking in the street if you know if something if their their soccer ball or basketball or football goes out in the road that's not their immediate thought a lot of times because it's just there's not as much traffic as like a highway or something like exactly. that exactly well i mean another example is when we were kids back in our other home we were playing street hockey oh yeah just like in wayne's world oh yeah you know in the middle of the street net set up we were on roller skates and roller blades and we were just going back and forth and and had vehicles in that area been coming around at 40 35 40 miles an hour or even 25 you know that's a that's a potential disaster right there. oh yeah oh absolutely so and even for us we're in a, a rural area uh, a lot of people are walking their dogs. And this obviously happens in more urban residential zones too. But a lot of the people up here have longer leashes on their dogs. Because again, I mean, maybe that's on on them to maybe think about that. It more. is, because there are also owners who don't have leashes at all Ex- to walk their dogs. Exactly. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You know who you are. But we also have, since most of the the, the houses and stuff up here have like an acre or so, there's a lot of dogs that are just, you know, you'll be playing with your dog in the yard. And if you overthrow their ball or something, they're not going to be looking for a car. They're just running to the no, ball. Exactly. So if that dog is out running the, in the yard and you're coming down the road at 35 miles an hour. Ka-ka-ka-blam! Elimination. Lack of education. Yeah. Not not good. Uh, we also have a lot of deer in the road up here. Yes. Even in the residential zones. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I've started doing some research. Uh, kind of looking around, seeing if I could find any places that maybe had tried lower speed limits or you know tried I've noticed in our area there's more postings of the speed limit signs because you know before like there were hardly any signs oh no like there was the when you first get off the highway there's a speed limit sign there but you're gonna be hard pressed yeah Yeah, there's there's nothing there's nothing I have noticed though lately just headed down kind of the main residential area here there are speed limit signs that have uh, your speed flashing mm-hmm. as you're driving past. Well, and, and the fact that they have to use those kind of scares me. A little bit. You know, it's 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 the kind of thing with the rest of society. It, you don't need it until someone screws it up kind of thing. Exactly. And so I found a couple of articles written, uh, a couple actually up in Canada. So they're, Canada. The, as I talk about these, they're going to be in kilometers per hour. But I'll do my best to kind of I'll convert that for you and give you an idea of what that would be. So I found an article. The first one was actually in Toronto. And it wasn't in a residential zone, but it was in uh, more of a downtown area. So a lot of 
foot traffic, obviously, in town more so. Yeah. Were they... Pedestrian-related uh, deaths had been on the rise at this point. And this article was written pretty recently, if I recall. Let me double-check. Yeah, um, February of 2020. That's pretty recent. Very recent. A lot more recent than I, uh, than I realized. Yeah. But it focused on this experiment that they that Toronto implemented actually in 2015 and to, you know through 2016. They dropped uh, the speed limit on that in this particular area from 40 kilometers an hour to 30, which I did the calculation that ends up being 24.85 miles an hour to roughly 18.6. Okay. So about what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, there was a 28 percent decrease in uh, pedestrian related you know incidents just from doing that just from slowing down just from people slowing down a little bit I mean that's a a pretty big number it is in the grand scheme of it gives gives the driver extra time to to realize oh shoot there's a kid in the road oh shoot I'm in a residential exactly Uh, so I mean obviously residential areas don't have that much foot traffic but I feel like, and this is just a personal thought, the foot traffic in residential areas is going to be more, I'm going to say a little more vulnerable than people in a downtown area. Because there's a lot more foot traffic. You can just kind of go with the flow of foot traffic. And you have traffic lights and crosswalk signs. Whereas in a residential zone, you're just walking down the street. You might not even have a car pass you between where you, know, where you start and your destination. True. So a lot of times you might just kind of get complacent as you're walking, maybe drift a little more towards the center of the road, or as you're walking, you're going and someone's dog starts running at you, you might kind of shift over you know, a little more towards the middle right? without realizing there's a car coming down the road right at you. That's scary. It's very scary. That's terrifying. Right. So I, let me get your opinion. Do you drive... You're not an aggressive driver. No, dude, I drive like a grandma. Yeah, you've usually driven larger vehicles, like your big SUVs, your pickups, that kind now of stuff. Now my Ram. Yep, you do get that. that. Is that something we can say about the product placement? Uh, yeah. I don't really care. No, what, this my is... bighorn sheep. <laughs> yes. Yes. You, uh, yes. We'll, we'll call it that. We'll call it the bighorn sheep. Yes. So you've always driven those bigger rigs. Yes. You've never been one to speed in general. No. So in residential zones, do you pretty strictly follow that speed? or you just, I mean, I, I shouldn't say, like, strictly follow the speed limit. No. But you but drive pretty slow. I, I do. I, I mean, so I've had my stupid moments where I've driven faster than the speed limit. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I was a lot younger. Mm-hmm. I got caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get tickets or anything mm-hmm. like that. But certain things happen to where I, you know, I, I realize it's like getting zapped by the, the electrical outlet after the fourth time trying to put a penny in there or something. Right, right. You realize that stings, I probably shouldn't do that again. And, you know, the same kind of thing, you, you have that brush with, with either debt or hurting someone else, so, you know, do, or something. You have that, that circumstance where it could have just gotten really bad yep. really quick. Yeah. And I just realized, you know, it's not worth it. I'm going to get from A to B at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would rather do it slow and safe than flying like a bat out of hell. Right. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah, me, me personally, just about everywhere I go, I, I try to go a couple under the speed limit. But when I'm in residential, I, I barely hit 20 just because right. I've been that kid before. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I want is to be driving around in my big horn sheep. 
cause something, you know, hurt someone, hurt something, and uh, it's just not worth it. Plus, and this is horrible to say, you're also risking damage to your own vehicle, which costs yeah. a lot of money. But yeah. that's that's way less important than hurting someone else. Right. And doing something, especially with my big horned sheep. Right. Well, and as I drive around in my wild horse, uh, fucking bronco. It's yes, the nah, bronco. It's not a bronco. Oh. Dang it! Yeah, I can't it's, say that. You can, I, Wild I'm, stallion. Yeah. Yes. Well, sure. That, Wait, that's a movie term. Damn it! My Ford Mustang. <laughs> As I drive around in my Ford Mustang. Yes. yes you know, Ford it's Ford Mustang and my big horn. Yeah. Sheep. Yeah. Ram fifteen hundred. Uh, you know, as I drive around in that thing. Uh, I'm so glad I have it now at my age, well, yeah. as opposed to when I was 16, 17, because I, oh man, I would have gotten in some trouble with that thing, just on the, the regular road, you know, just on the highway. We live, you know, right by a highway, uh, where it's a, a 50 mile an hour zone. And you can let loose. Oh, two fifty miles an hour. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, as I drive around in that thing, like, I, obviously I'm, I'm very, I, I love my car, I don't want anything to happen to it. But as I'm going through residential neighborhoods, I don't want anyone to get hurt because of me. Mm. So you may think, oh, you're going slow enough, you'll be able to stop. Uh, Not always. No. You never know. And and so there's another study I was reading about, and this one's actually from Calgary up in Alberta. We were just there. Back in Canada. Yes, we were. Uh, They also did a study, and this was actually... So... They did a study to try to determine if they were going to lower speed limits actually on residential streets. Uh, so, as of the, the time of their experiment, which this, this article was written in 2016, so somewhat recently, uh, the current residential speed limit at that time was 50 kilometers an hour, which is about 31 miles an hour, which is, you know, not screaming fast but in a residential zone that seems kind of kind of quick yeah uh by their calculations the chance of severe injury at 50 kilometers an hour hitting a pedestrian chance of severe injury is 50 percent and the chance of death is 21 percent that is terrifying you got to keep in mind like you're behind the wheel of a one to two ton object moving at a much faster speed than a human can run. Well, not only that, but you, you say one to two ton object. When you think about the physics, when I am definitely not a physicist or a scientist, but I do know a little bit about science. Mm-hmm. The, the, the greater your velocity, the greater your mass. You know, The yeah. faster you go, your mass will increase. So that one to two ton vehicle becomes a potentially three to four tons of force coming right at you, yeah. depending on how fast you're going. And um, that's just potential for all kinds of bad news right well and the analogy especially when you're watching if you're a sports ball fan like like i am i know you are too if you watch football yeah if you watch football there's always mentions of it's like getting in a car wreck at 30 miles an hour especially when you're talking about collisions at the line of scrimmage between linemen when i've been there too yes be linemen yeah so imagine you just standing there and a 330 pound lineman coming at you full force i don't have to imagine i've been there yeah but also imagine that's a much larger area coming and hitting you and you hitting it is not gonna or it hitting you is not gonna impact that object very much no so it's gonna go through you know and keep going on 
So in this study, they had, you know, they were debating on were they going to drop it down to 40 kilometers per hour or 30, which again, just imagine 25 miles an hour and 19. Yeah. Their, by their calculations, if they drop it down to 40 kilometers an hour from 50, chance of severe injury would go down to 30%, and chance of death would go down to 12. They also did their calculations for 30 kilometers an hour. Would have been 18% for serious injury, and 6% of death. So those are massive. That's, that's a big, yeah, that's a big drop. Massive drops. Like, dang. And I'm thinking, and maybe we don't even have to, you know, officially change the speed limits because that would probably cost a whole bunch of money. Oh, Obviously, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of legislation involved. It's got to be voted on, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It, but if you can just slow, if you can do something to convince the general general populace to just say, hey, just, just slow it down. Right. And, and obviously... You know, just keep it in mind. Don't be a, a jerk driving through a residential area. Don't be an ass. Right? You're not that cool. No, like, you don't need to show off your your vehicle in that regard. Like, no one... Nobody most cares. Ca- most cars on the road can go that speed, 20 to 25 miles an hour. Or if you're, you know, being a jerk, 30 to 35, whatever, whatever it is. Most cars can do that. But there's an old saying that I've heard throughout my life for many different things. There's a time and a place. Oh, absolutely. If, if you want to, if you want to go balls to the wall, pedal to the metal, there is a racetrack. Yes, I've done it. It is awesome. Mm. You know, you get you get your speed kick and, and your your speed fix. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And, but on the residential area, yeah, or, that's not especially the when there's a school around, like and that's slow down. That's the big one for me is when I think about uh, the school areas because there's so many kids, young children walking on the road that you know maybe goof around with their friends as they're walking and not looking for your stupid ass going 15 miles over the speed limit exactly i mean you know it there's absolutely no reason so speaking of washington where we live mm-hmm. and speaking of school zones uh back in the 90s Ooh, the 90s the state of washington did their own study on school zones Kind of focusing more on the posted speed limit in the school zone obviously being 20, but how it's posted, what the speed limit is approaching those schools, and, you know, obviously, like, what does the sign say? Or how are they showcasing that speed limit? So we're, again, like, we're where we're at, the speed limit sign that says 20 miles an hour, school zone just says when children are present. That's pretty much it. Pretty much. There are some school zones in this area that have the sign saying 20 miles an hour and the flashing lights, you know, for when school is in session or, or, you know, whatever. And then there are some that I've seen around town, uh, 20 mile an hour speed limit and gives specific times, like 7.30 to 3.30. I don't know if the one saying the times is that effective. That's just me personally. I don't... I mean, yes and no. The only time that I would say that it could be more effective is is my just just my humble opinion and just over my experience in life. Nobody's gonna care about it unless you have that scare factor. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, 
put a patrol officer, you know, put a police presence there just to show that, hey, this is what we say and we, we, we mean it. Mm. Like, even if the cop doesn't pull anyone over, but just show that he or she is there and they actually mean business. Yeah, but between those times, I, yeah, and I, I mean, and I've that, seen that happen. I, I've seen a lot, but I've also seen it not happen. Oh, I absolutely. There's an area in town I'm thinking of, Audubon Park. Oh yeah, that they've gone through multiple changes in how they they have their signs. Mm-hmm. Like I remember they had the sign up before that just gave the times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's yes, it's a park area, so not you know this isn't really a school there is a school on the other side of the park right but there's a lot of foot traffic that goes through there between those hours there are shops there are cafes there yeah are, there, there's a church there yeah exactly yeah and that's the yeah. other one uh so they just had you know between 7 30 and three o'clock yeah. that was the sign they then changed it to the flashing lights normally it's a 35 mile an hour and I've gone through that area at all times of the day, all times of the night. Uh, I think what really affected it the most, with people driving, I should say, was actually the crossing guards. Really? It, it's a four-lane street, so two lanes going each way. Uh, during times, like, I, I've been driving through there where the lights are flashing tw- you know, for 20 mile an hour, but there's no crossing guard. So that there's no kids right. passing by. And people aren't slowing down. No, absolutely not. Once there's a crossing guard there, people were like, people... They pay attention to that. People pay attention to that, and they drop well below that 20 mile an hour. They drop down to like 15. Because there's a real chance that crossing guard is going to come out, you know... Tell you to stop. At, at a moment's notice. So I think people are more... Do. Yeah, exactly. So I think people are much more aware when there's actually a person there. Well, and that, that goes with what I was saying with the police mm-hmm. presence. It doesn't have to be a cop, but some kind of presence, just yeah. like you said, a crossing guard or some kind of authority or someone with the bright colors on them or a sign that says stop, you know, yeah. some some kind of actual person there. Because I can tell you, a sign can say something, but mm-hmm. unless there's someone there to observe, uh, enforce, or right. react to it, people aren't going to care about it. Right. You know, I just moved up from Phoenix, Arizona, where the speed limit posted is 70, but you know there are people easily going 80, 90, sometimes oh, 100 miles man. an hour, and nobody cares because there's no presence to enforce it. Right, and I lived down there with you for a little mm-hmm. bit. And it's terrifying. There are people there to enforce that speed limit. Right. The problem is every time I'm in traffic down there, and the freeway cutting through Phoenix was like, what, 50, 55 is the speed limit? Uh, yeah. On I-17? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you're going through, yeah, yeah. it goes down to 55. Yeah, you, you get caught in traffic and you're still doing like 70. And yeah. I distinctly remember driving down the freeway, being passed by a police officer on his phone. The, he was just on, like, not, come on not talking on his phone, texting. Oh, come on now. And I know that's that's a very, you know, strange claim, but, but it was common. That happened a lot. No, I, and I lived there a lot longer than you, and you I'll did. tell you straight up. In the, So I lived there for a little over two years. Mm. Not once, not a single damn day that I lived down there was I on the, that road, on that freeway, and, and I... And there was not an accident on the side of the road. Every single day that I was on those freeways, somebody was on the side of the road, not just sitting there. I'm talking like accident. Right. Not little dings. I'm talking big collisions and such. And a lot of time, most of the time, it's because people are going way too damn fast. And I know we're not talking, that's not really the subject of our 
of our talk right now, we're narrowing it down to the residential areas. Right. But that... That mentality. That mentality. Like, if there's nothing there to enforce it, people are... They're not going to care. Right. Unfortunately. And and you want to believe in the good good of people. And we want to do this to convince people to just, hey, slow down. It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. But... It's not a race. It's not. And and until people realize that, there's Mm got to be some way to enforce it or at least just to remind people right not not just with a sign because though you're supposed to pay attention to your signs not everybody Uh, does it no you know no and and, i mean this focus that they did in 96 uh they they tracked speed limit of traffic in these areas and there was a whole bunch of different different sections that they kind of focused on there were schools that had a 35 mile an hour approach zone with just a sign saying you know when children are present 20 mile an hour and they also had some that were approached 25 mile an hour with you know the flashing lights and they were just kind of comparing to see which one was the most effective in getting people to slow down to that speed and which ones were just kind of largely ignored uh they focused specifically on the times 30 minutes before the start of school in the morning and 30 minutes after school ended because that's when the most traffic is there obviously oh, okay. Okay. drop off time and pick up time right and man i mean the the results of this were interesting uh the ones that were that they saw the actual lowest speed were the ones that had the approach speed of 25 miles an hour and the average speed was still like 21 22 miles an hour uh you know yeah not saying you know people are oh you're terrible not everyone has an accurate speedometer and that's very true like i i know for a fact my project car that i bought the speedometer is way off so i actually have an app on my phone or you know i use my gps to keep track of my speed right but and even that's not always accurate yeah exactly but even so like they still showed people in these areas specifically ones that have the approach speed of 35 miles an hour they still showed people going over 40 miles an hour at these times i mean it wasn't obviously the overwhelming majority but in those areas like a lot of the people were dropping down to you know maybe 25 which is okay at least it's an effort but some of these people still going 40 plus miles an hour like what so for all y'all who are just listening and not watching the video i'm literally scratching my head because of this um that's that's pretty wow um come on man yeah i mean it's i don't get it i don't understand uh and maybe i was that person at one point in my life i never thought i sped through uh, school zones though maybe that's just because i was afraid of getting a ticket well and that's a legit fear Mm because you get a ticket you pay money you also get a ticket you get dings on your record right on your license you get too many dings there's potential of losing your license or license getting suspended or, you know there's always risk involved yeah it's cool and it's it's fun to go fast and go wow that's so cool i want to impress all my friends and yeah i mean i was definitely that kid i mean uh i had a uh, i wasn't <laughs> I, I, at one point, I had the prototypical of the time, I should say, uh, Honda. little Honda Civic with a fart cannon. Yes. So I was flooring it everywhere, yes, allegedly. Uh, so obviously, I, you know, there were times in residential zones I may have been going a bit too fast. Don't uh, specify. No, I'm not specifying. Allegedly, mm-hmm. might have been going too fast. There you go. People are listening to us. But, you know, as I've gotten older, obviously, I've 
man. It just, it's not safe for anyone involved. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, so I, I'm just asking people, maybe think about it a little more as you're driving through residential zones. Absolutely. There's, you never know what's going to be around that next corner, especially mm-hmm. in a residential area. It could mm-hmm. be kids playing ball. It could be a dog walking around. It could be someone like me with a bad back who's just walking and enjoying himself with, with his friend or his girlfriend mm-hmm. or lover or whatever. You don't know what's around that corner. Right. You're going too fast. That's that's a less reaction time. That yeah. you're, it's not worth it. Just it's slow not. the hell down. And, and I'm gonna throw this in there as well, especially at night. Oh, especially summertime at night. I mean, I remember being in high school, and you know, summertime, hanging out with friends. It's it gets dark. We're you know, we're still out you know doing stuff. We're gonna ride our. We rode our longboards a lot. Oh, yeah. Even at night. Maybe oh, yeah. it wasn't smart on our part, you know, doing that in an area that has mountain lions and wolves and bear. Oh, my. But, <laughs> you know, it, it happened. People do that still. Like, kids are out there doing that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we rode our bikes all the, rode our bikes, longboards, all that until I turned 30. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they're, at night, man, like, your visibility is limited. Even if you have good headlights, your visibility is limited. You know, we're not built to see at night. No. So, just keep it in your mind. You know, if you're driving in a residential area, maybe slow down a little bit. Yeah. Don't be the hero that, you know, in the car chase scene. You don't need to be Steve McQueen and Bullet chasing the bad guy around town. This isn't an action movie. You are not James Bond. Right. Just chill. Right. So, you are legitimately running... are that's awesome but chances are you're not if you are you got some problems in your life man yeah you shouldn't be in that area anyways uh maybe maybe clean up your shit exactly that's all i'm saying like um, what the hell are you doing here yeah yeah so so thank you for indulging me on that conversation of course uh it's just been kind of bothering me you know something i want to get off my chest this is a, a podcast is a good way to get some stuff off your chest yeah i mean hopefully some of you listening will will see my see our point you know kind of maybe open your eyes a little bit there's going to be a lot of people out there who probably think we're idiots. And, you know, that's fine. Well, I get yeah, it. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I get it. I, I look at myself sometimes and think, eh. I, I do it all the time. Here. I call myself an idiot in the mirror. Yeah. Hey, you're an idiot. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to read your comment. Your meanness. But I digress. I also want to... I, I will, I, I wanted to ask you a question today. Ask me. Let's, let's move on to a different topic. Is Batman the best anti-hero to ever be created as a character. Okay, I'm saying this as a as a bat fan. Total tone total shift. Bat nerd, total tone dude, shift. Like, whoa, <laughs> total pivot, and I love it. Yep. Way to keep me on my toes. I ooh. didn't tell you about this. So so, I figured I'd throw it at you. I love this. I'm a total bat nerd. I've always been one. I have a bat symbol on the back on my back uh, tattooed. You do. Um, do I think he's the best anti-hero ever created i think he's the most enduring and the okay. most daring okay um you know he was created in 1939 and right. he's still in comics today he's still in all forms of media and forms of movies tv no not directly tv because Warner brothers i'm not right man don't get in that don't get in that um but you know movies they're filming one right now um the all forms of, of merchandise toys shirts games i mean for something just like just like another superhero superman 
who's been around since the late 30s to, to be here almost, I mean, he's been over 80 years, if you think about that. Robin the Boy Wonder celebrated his 80th anniversary. Really? Yeah. Wow. So for just to, to survive for that long and still have a good amount of, of pop populace or a good amount of fandom popularity, that's what I'm thinking of. Sure. That's pretty awesome. Now, is he the absolute greatest? I don't know. If you know, really, if I have to dive into this, depends on who's writing the story. Oh, you're getting oddly specific. On oh yeah. Me, but I get it. You know, because there's certain stories to where I'm scratching my head, going, "What the hell is this? No, no, why, why?" Or there are other stories where it's really deep and awesome. I'm like, "Oh my god, I need to read more." Yes, is the, Batman is the greatest hero ever told. Like, oh my god, you know. Right. So for me, that's. I'm a little biased, so a little bit. Part of me says yes, I think he is, but at the same time, there are antiheroes with different origins who are more relatable. Batman is a more relatable superhero in the sense that he is a human being. Right. However, comma, um, he is very rich and yep. he has gadgets. He yep. has all this cool shit. But if you look at someone say like the Punisher, um, he's just a what is the law? I mean, I've heard. I'm, I'm not a big punisher. He, he, he seems like a dude, bro, out for revenge. Well, he pretty much is. Like, his whole family yeah. was butchered. Yeah. And he just uses his previous military training to just mess up some yeah. bad guys. Right. Like, in a sense, that's more relatable. Like, anyone could be that. Well, not anyone, but a lot of people could be that. Sure. Or you look at someone like Spawn. Oh, Spawn's man. a scary dude. We're getting into some, some people I haven't thought about for a while. Spawn is a scary dude, but he is awesome. I hadn't thought about Spawn since Soul Calibur 2 on the Xbox. So he just came out in the new Mortal Kombat. And it's cool oh, because did, did. they make Batman references in it. Because there is a comic with Batman and Spawn. That's right. So there's a there's a there's an intro where he fights Raiden. Raiden's like, you remind me of another dark knight. And Spawn goes, the billionaire crusader. He's a friend. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Anyway, that was just, you, you put me on a tangent, dude. I did, and I was hoping to do that. I'm so happy you did it. But we'll come back to that conversation. I want to take a quick break. Okay. Uh, so if you're interested, please stay tuned in. Uh, we'll be right back here on the Team Fluff Enough podcast. Woo! 